morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion, the post-Thanksgiving edition. This is Ehud Sander Dennis coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. And that is uh, Fantasy for Orchestra by Dan and Heidi Goller. It's a uh, compilation of music narrated by R.C. Sproul. Um, which is all around the Bible, basically. It goes through a progression talking about, uh, well, this is the introduction, and then this is my father's world, and the fall of man, and Kyrie come thou long expected, the Savior foretold, unto us a child will be born, and Gabriel, Gabriel's message, the child is born, infant, goes all the way through, the Word became flesh, we have seen his glory, and uh, it's really a, a beautiful Christmas time uh, tradition we have in, in uh, playing that one. So it's pretty neat and uh, very much appreciated by this family, at least, or at least this individual, I will say. So how y'all doing today? Hope everybody's doing well. And uh, again, in this podcast, this It's a Religion podcast, we focus on God's Word. The sharing of God's word, the reading of God's word, and the truth, the objective truth of God's word, and why it's important to look at it from that perspective. Because without God and without God's word, without his creation, life would be meaningless. There would be no meaning to life. And those who put their faith and trust in other things, evolution, Mohammedism, um, Buddhism, Shintoism, all these other things that, that people can put their faith in, um, there's meaninglessness to it. There's no real, I mean, what meaning is there in evolution? You know, that's, that to me is the biggie. You know, I understand why people put their, their faith in other religions, um, false prophets, if you will. Um, but I don't, I don't get why someone would put their faith and trust in a supposed scientific theory that is, can be debunked extremely easily and has no scientific foundation whatsoever none absolutely none so those of you who put your faith and trust in christ in the lord jesus be encouraged you stand on solid ground you stand on sure footing there is no other footing that that is more sound than the lord jesus christ the one who came, the one who died, the one who's sitting at the right hand of God, I think getting closer to return every day. And uh, it's going to be amazing when he does. What that's going to be like, uh, who knows, but it's going to be a big deal for sure. So here in the Bible, we are going through God's word. We are. Uh, we started in Genesis 1-1, and we are proceeding through the family of Abraham. Now we are looking at Jacob and we are going to look at the development of the Israelite Israelite nation, the, the nation of Israel, the people group of Israel or the Jewish people that today are, uh, have been persecuted over and over again. Um, but they also do some some very evil things as well as a group in a lot of ways or have um, folks that aren't 
faithful to their faith, which was given to them, you know, many, many moons ago, and uh, was something that I would think they'd want to hold on to, um, being God's chosen people in the Old Testament, who Christ came through, who the Messiah was delivered to humanity through, their people group. Again, we got to remember it goes back beyond the Jewish people, right? It goes through Abraham's line, through Isaac, through Jacob. But yet, what was before Abraham? There were a few other names in there that go back to Noah and the flood. So ultimately, I think we need to look back, and, you know, even that far, and then back to Adam from there. So let's look at Genesis 30. When Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, she envied her sister and said to Jacob, Give me children or I shall die. Now, what a contrast that statement is to today when women are more worried about being promiscuous and not having to deal with having children um, through abortion and other means. Uh, supposed reproductive rights. What about the rights of the child in the womb? Do they not have any rights? I mean, I, we talk ourselves into some amazing things. Give me children and I shall die, she says. Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel, and he said, Am I in the place of God, who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? And she said, Here is my servant Billah, going to her that she may give birth on my behalf, that even I may have children through her. So she gave her gave him her servant Bilhah as a wife. And Jacob went into her. And Bilhah conceived, and she bore Jacob a son. Then Rachel said, God has judged me, and has also heard my voice, and given me a son. Therefore she called his name Dan. Rachel's servant Bilhah conceived again, and bore Jacob a second son. Then Rachel said, With mighty wrestlings I have wrestled with my sister, and have prevailed. So she called his name Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had ceased bearing children, she took her servant Zilpah and gave her to Jacob as a wife. Then Leah's servant Zilpah bore Jacob a son. And Leah said, Good fortune has come. So she called his name Gad. Leah's servant Zilpah bore Jacob a second son. And Leah said, Happy am I, for women have called me happy. So she called his name Asher. So it's interesting to me that these handmaidens, you know, Jacob has four wives now, and I don't know how many sons, but it's a few. And, you know, his two original wives are calling these other children their own. It just seems kind of like a crazy way to put all this together. But this was the way God did it. So in the days of wheat harvest, Reuben went and found mandrakes in the field and brought them to his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But she said to her, Is it a small matter to you that you have taken away my husband? Would you take away my son's mandrakes also? Rachel said. Then he may lie with you tonight in exchange for your son's mandrakes. When Jacob came from the field in the evening, Leah went out to meet him and said, You must come into me, for I have hired you with my son's mandrakes. So he lay with her that night. And God listened to Leah, and she conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. Leah said, God has given me my wages because I gave my servant to my husband. So she called his name Issachar. And Leah conceived again, and she bore Jacob a sixth son. So Leah has six boys. 
Leah said, God has endowed me with a good endowment. Now my husband will honor me because I have borne him six sons. So she called his name Zebulun. Afterwards, she bore a daughter and called her name Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel and God listened to her and opened her womb. And she conceived and bore a son. God has taken away my reproach, she said. And she called his name Joseph, saying, May the Lord add to me another son. So God finally opens her womb, and yet Joseph is the result whom we shall see God uses to save the Israelite nation. So as soon as Rachel had born Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, Send me away that I may go to my own home and country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you, that I may go, for you know the service that I have given you. But Laban said to him, If I have found favor in your sight, I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. Name your wages and I will give it. Jacob said to him, You yourself know that I have served you and how your livestock has fared with me. For you had little before I came and it has increased abundantly and the Lord has blessed you wherever I turn. But now, when shall I provide for my own household also? He said, What shall I give you? Jacob said, you shall not give me anything. If you will do this for me, I will again pasture your flock and keep it. Let me pass through all your flock today, removing from it every speckled and spotted sheep and every black lamb and the spotted and speckled among the goats, and they shall be my wages. So my honesty will answer for me later. When you come and look into my wages with you, every one that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and black among the lambs, if found with me, shall be counted stolen. Laban said, Good, let it be as you have said. But that day Laban removed the male goats that were striped and spotted, and all the female goats that were speckled and spotted, and every one that had white on it, and every lamb that was black, and put them in charge of his sons. And he set a distance of three days' journey between himself and Jacob, and Jacob pastured the rest of Laban's flock. And Jacob took fresh sticks of poplar and almond and plane trees and peeled white stakes in them and exposed the white of the sticks and set the sticks that he had peeled in front of the flocks in the troughs that, that is, the watering places where the flocks came to drink. And since they bred when they came to drink, the flocks bred in front of the sticks. And so the flocks brought forth striped, speckled, and spotted. And Jacob separated the lambs and set the faces of the flocks toward the striped and all the black and the flock of Laban. He put his own droves apart and did not put them with Laban's flock. Whenever the stronger of the flock were breeding, Jacob would lay the sticks in the troughs before the eyes of the flock that they might breed among the sticks. For, but for the feebler of the flock, he would not lay them there. So the feebler would be Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. Thus the man increased greatly and had large flocks, female servants and male servants and camels and donkeys. So Jacob knew what he was doing. Laban was trying to cheat him again. And uh, But again, God uses all of this to produce the nation of Israel, the people of Israel, who uh, end up giving us the Lord Jesus Christ. And what a glory to God that is. So we thank you and praise you, Lord, that you have done all this, that, that though I don't understand why you would give Jacob four wives and bring children through all of them. Um, you did this to give purpose to the Israelite nation, to the Jewish people. And through all of that and the line of Judah, 
we received our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord Jesus, I thank you for coming and doing what you did. And again, while I don't understand your plans, Lord, because I know they're higher than mine, uh, I thank you for all that you've done through Jacob, through his wives, through Isaac, through Abraham, all the way back to Noah and Adam. And um, thank you for this life, Lord. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. So, that's what's the moral of the story, folks? I mean, basically, you've got uh, a people group coming together through Jacob. And not the most faithful guy on the planet. Not the most uh, man full of integrity. I mean, he was had integrity in serving Laban for his wives, Rachel and Leah. Um, and he was faithful in that. So, but God has a purpose and you're not going to thwart it no matter what you do. You know, you can preach to people all you want about evolution and Christ is still going to come back and God is still going to be God. And he's going to laugh at your uh, efforts, basically. Because they are so futile compared to him. And yet, even in all that, he did create us in his image with the ability to create, the ability to think, the ability to communicate. And what a beautiful thing that is. So, Have a blessed day, everybody. We'll catch you tomorrow. beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God.